Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. Well, hello and welcome back to my careers podcast, where I interview professionals who have made amazing career changes. Now, today I'm delighted to welcome Dr. David Dugan to the show. David has spent over 14 years mentoring high performance individuals and with five tertiary qualifications in his pocket, David has acquired a broad range of knowledge and experience on what it takes to achieve success in business. He's a business mentor and coach and loves helping business owners take control of their business rather than the business controlling them. His passion lies at the intersection of entrepreneurship and personal empowerment. He believes that small and medium-sized businesses are the backbone of the economy and are the best vehicles to make a positive difference to the community at large. He's personally guided over a thousand business owners to make more money, have more meaning and create a better lifestyle for their families and themselves. He's also the co-author of the amazing book, Bulletproof Business. David's also served in the Navy, where his leadership, communication and commercial acumen led him to be quickly promoted to a commander. He coached the Navy's top decision makers to help them remove barriers to success and unleash the potential of the leadership team. And during his time in the Navy, he served on deployment in the Middle East and was awarded the Humanitarian Overseas Medal for his work during the 2004 tsunami that hit Indonesia. So I think we're going to have a really interesting chat this morning. So let's welcome the wonderful Dr. David Dugan to the show. Hello, David. Hi, Jane. How are you? I'm very, very well. Thrilled to have you on the show. Thrilled to be on the show and thrilled to see how we can help some of your listeners as well, help with their their transitions and their reinventions as well. Yeah. Okay. So how about to kick us off, because you've had such an amazing career journey, David. I mean, you've been there and done just about everything. How about tell us a little bit about your early days and what your childhood career aspirations might have been before you actually took the leap into your career path. Cool. Well, I actually started when I was five years old. When I was five years old, I decided that I wanted to become a dentist. And as I went through school, I checked out, you know, all the different sorts of 
potential occupations someone could have. And I thought, do I really want to be a dentist? And when I sat down and did it all, did a little spreadsheet on it, even as a high school student, I went, you know what? That is what I want to do. So I was very fortunate that the thing that I really wanted to do since I was a kid was actually the career that I followed through with, and that was being a dentist. What happened, though, is I think it was around when I was about grade 10 or grade 11, the movie Top Gun came out. I was like, oh, my God, this looks fantastic. I want to fly planes. I went, actually, I don't want to fly planes, but how about I join the Navy instead? And so I got a scholarship with the Navy while I was at university and then began another career as a dentist the Navy and I got a great opportunity to do you know, some really cool stuff, move around the world, also around Australia. What I actually wanted to do when I was really young was be a dentist and I loved my career. I loved working on using my hands, using my brains, talking to people, helping them out, You know, having people with beautiful smiles, feeling great. It's a fabulous career and it's a fabulous occupation. Mm. I think the thing with being a dentist is that you do make people, first of all, feel better. You remove their pain. You ensure that they look good as well. And I think a a key quality of being a dentist is very effective communication skills because you have to put them at rest. And I'm afraid of dentists. And luckily, I have a really good one now. (laughs) The funny thing is, most people are. There's there's only a handful of people that come into you and have a natural like, oh, yeah, I love being here. Usually, they're the people that haven't had many fillings and they just come in because the dentist says, oh, you've got great teeth. You look amazing. And they polish them up and they look great. And they walk out and they have great ideas. But anyone who's a feeling of any sort usually has a little bit of nervousness and trepidation but you're absolutely right one of the key skills it's a very intimate relationship and I worked both within a military context and also in private practice so it's a physical intimate relationship with people under high stress for a lot of people outside the military anyway there was a big investment of money so there's a lot of things that are riding on it and the skills that I learned as a dentist communicating with people really understanding appreciating where they're at and then working with where they're at to where we needed to go has been a key skill that I still use to this very day. Mm. And so tell me a little bit about your time in the Navy, because that would have been, (laughs) oh, an amazing time. How many years did you spend in the Navy? I had 18 years in the Navy mm. and two of those was as a reservist. I've got to say, it was a fantastic career. I literally watched Top Gun too many times and I thought, man, I get to travel the world, get to see big planes and big, big boys' toys. And it was absolutely everything that I dreamed it to be. I was very blessed. I had a fantastic career, worked in every state in Australia and I got to travel around nearly every country in Asia. It was fantastic, you know, being one of the first ships to going to China after you know many years of a blockade. Going to the Middle East was a big deal. The tsunami in Bandar Aceh was absolutely a defining moment in many ways, actually. It actually was one of the main reasons that moved me into doing what I'm doing now. That was an incredible experience. And I love that the culture, what it taught me was it's not just about the job, it's about having a life. And many people who join the military join it, you know, then the ads say it's, it's not a job, it's a career, it's a lifestyle. And that certainly was for me. I've got some great friends that I still talk about and still enjoy mixing with. But one of the, the things I found from that is it allowed me to develop a lot of the disciplines and a lot of the traits and success habits more than anything else that have helped me achieve beyond just being a dentist, which was a, which is a great career, but doing what I'm doing now. Mm. I think with the Navy, it's such an honourable 
path to take as well because not only are you I mean traveling the world and really experiencing a lot of different things you're doing so much for the community and you're saving lives and as you mentioned you know when the tsunami that hit Indonesia you have to come in and help so many people so it must have been very very rewarding although also quite frightening at times too. Yeah, absolutely it was. Some of the most frightening things are actually not the things that you get credit for. It was actually things like sailing off the Philippines in tornadoes and having, I was on a destroyer at the time, and having the whole front of the ship just get devoured by a wave and hearing the motors almost come to a stop as they plunge into water and thinking, you know, and then, then you hear statistics like one in 15 ships sink even to this very day because of stuff that happens out there. It's like, <laughs> you know, those things are, are fairly full on. It's a fantastic career. It's a very dynamic one. And, and again, like anything, you get out what you put in. I just constantly put up my hand and constantly when any there was anything that came out that was halfway going to be a little bit exciting or even a little bit outside the ordinary, I raised my hand straight away and I did more. I did some crappy things, but I did some fantastic things. I normally don't say it actually because it sounds corny but actually it really is true one of the main reasons I joined the Navy was because of the sense of honour the sense of giving back to the community one thing that's a little bit different from the Navy compared to Army or the Air Forces we do deploy overseas and we're constantly in other countries and constantly going into a town where you'd have the local mayor you'd have the dignitaries You'd have any of the consulates there. And so you were very much on a world stage straight away. And that was very exciting. It was really interesting to see how the cross-cultural diplomacy worked. And it gave me a massive eye-opener to being global. And that's part of what drives me to this very day. I love doing what I do now and making sure that I'm positioning myself to a global business is also important. Mm, And I think it would have developed that very strong cross-cultural understanding as well being exposed to so much. So, David, with 18 years in the Navy, I know that a number of my clients whom I coach who've been in the military or in the army and they've transitioned out, it can be quite challenging because you're used to being you know, a very structured environment with regard to career progression. And then when you exit the military services or the Navy, suddenly it's very, very different. So tell me about how you felt when you decided to transition out of the Navy. You're absolutely right. And I've actually coached my last job in the Navy as an executive coach, which led me into what I'm doing to this day. People think, well, how are you a business coach from being a dentist? I transitioned into being executive coach and I actually went effectively part-time. I was on long service leave and part long service leave. So I got a bit of a taste of civilian life while at the same time being in the military. I had done private practice and I had done some things on the outside. I didn't go cold turkey. I made sure that my extracurricular activities was getting out there and getting a real sense of what it was like to be in the civilian world. I did a lot of personal development as well. And so I got a good taste of personal development and business development. So I got a really good sense of what it was like to be in a different environment. I didn't just go cold turkey. And the next thing is I just made sure that I was being looked after when I left and that I didn't transition. I had a wise mentor called my father who just said, if you're going to go out and do something like that, you need to join, you need to go to where there's already some flow happening. In other words, there's already wealth being created. There's already some stuff happening. So basically said, go and work for someone who's already doing that. And that's exactly what I did. I got mentored 
I worked within an organisation for a period of time and then made the decision to work for myself. And, yeah, that was very, very wise advice. I think that anyone who's leading what they're doing is make sure that you just don't go in blindly, you know, make sure you've got someone that is mentoring, coaching you, or is the organisation that you're going to, that part of that is helping you in that transition. Mm. It sounds like you very sensibly went one step at a time. So, you know, like baby steps, you know, one at a time, gain additional skills, get the mentoring, gain additional confidence for working outside of the Navy as well. And then you transitioned into entrepreneurship. So why entrepreneurship? Well, it's funny. I think you can be an entrepreneurial employee and I think entrepreneurship is a mindset as much as anything else. Even though I worked for people, in other words, worked in the military, I always felt like I was entrepreneurial about I'd try different things. Uh, people would say, oh, that can't be done. And as soon as someone said to me, that can't be done, that was red rag to a bull. I was like, oh, really? Well, I'll show you. You tell me it can't be done, I'll go and find a way to get it done. And I was always doing things that were a little bit outside the ordinary. I think that's the attitude that's important. That's the entrepreneurial spirit. So that was a big part. of it. I had little businesses on the side that I was always growing and I, I studied different businesses and I gave a few things a go. Most of them didn't work because if you don't, most times if, you, if you're not going full time into something, it just doesn't work. You've got to burn your bridges. And I realized that, you know, and I had a, an event that occurred to me and that was the event that was like, okay, I'm going to burn the bridge on this. I need to make a decision. I can't talk about it anymore. And uh, now's the time to make that. And I don't know what it looks like. And I left the military at the height of the GFC. Mm. So probably the worst time you could go out and start a business is when I went out. And I just had faith and confidence that with the skills I developed and the work that I, that I, my work ethic, that I'll find a way. And most people that I know, if they go out there and they have that intelligent persistence, there's always a way. It's when people give up. That's when, you know, it's the classic example. When is it that you fail? It's when you, it's the time you don't get up. You know, as you keep on getting up, you will get there. And every single person I know who keeps on getting up gets there. It just may not always be the quickest way, the quickest path under the sun. And I think you have to have that sort of mindset when you are an entrepreneur because it's hard. It's really difficult when you run your own business and you've got to market it well. <laughs> and then you've got to get the clients coming in. And then you've got to keep yourself up to speed with everything that's happening and technology. Technology changes all the time mm-hmm. and ways of doing things. I mean, I think we understand, David. You know, you, it's no, I love that attitude of it's all in. I'm going to give it all I've got. I'm going to do the best that I possibly can. And that was one of the key things that I saw in entrepreneurs. That was the same as what I saw in the people that I deployed with on missions too. That it's like, it's all in. It's like, we burn the bridges. We're going to do what we can. The only difference with entrepreneurs is that there's no fallback. There's no government that's going to support you. There's no veteran affairs that's going to help you out. It's like, it's up to you. And that's a big part of why I do what I do because entrepreneurs are the backbone of this country. They really are. And in everything that we do, we believe that entrepreneurs are extraordinary. They're mm-hmm. extraordinary. Everything they do and everything we do is about enhancing their entrepreneur spirit and helping them to be the best that they possibly can. And so when I went out there, I just loved the environment. I loved the people and I loved the attitude. Um, even people that aren't necessarily that talented, if I dare say, anyone who's willing to give it a go, that attitude, there comes a moment in one's life and it depends on what age that is or an event where you, I think there comes a time where you kind of go, well, is this it? Is this the legacy that I want to be left with? Is is this me doing this job that I'm doing now? Is this really what life's meant to be? And I just had a situation where I was, I loved what I did. I was, you know, as a dentist, I loved being one-on-one with patients, helping them make a difference, but I got a little bit tired of doing one-on-one work. 
Um, it's not like I'm putting all my energy in one person. I was like, oh, it's just one person. So then I need to work on the leadership side. So I eventually grew a team within the military and we had 25 direct reports to me and I was you know, second in charge of running hospitals as well. And, and so I had a lot of involvement. I thought this was great, but it was still only like one to 25. And how can I have a bigger impact? And entrepreneur space is where I felt working with entrepreneurs, they have, we helped them and last year uh, as a guide, my, my clients grew their net profit. So net take-home profit by 176%. And so from an impact perspective and legacy, I thought, well, this is a much more exciting environment for me. I thought, wow, this is something that I want to do. I want to go out and help more people. And that's what gets me out of bed every morning is, is how can I be my best and how I can help others to be their best and then as a result, be entrepreneurial employees, add more value to the planet. And I want the the country and our country to be the best possible place for our kids. And I've got uh, two with one about to be born any moment. (laughs) And, you know, I want it to be important. I think that's, for me, that's that's what drives me. And it was one of the reasons when I got back from the tsunami, in fact, I left the ship early and I had nine of my friends who I'd just literally been spent three months solid in Bandarache, nine of my friends were, were in a helicopter crash and I was meant to be on that helicopter. The only reason I left, the only reason I left the ship early was because I went to do one of these personal development courses and the course I went to was, it was called Date Destiny and I literally arrived on the Gold Coast for this event and I just found out that these friends had died and I was kind of just standing there thinking, well, what do I do? And I've got to make a decision and do I kind of go remorseful or do I like what would if they could tell me what was on their dying breath what what would they like me to do and I I just figured that that was like there's no more time to be scared anymore you know you may not know I loved knowing what going to happen you had a career path you could structure out you knew in two or three years time you get promoted you do these things you go here and but you didn't know that as an entrepreneur and and I just thought that you know this here's a moment so from that moment I made sure that I made a commitment that I was going to find a way, and even if I didn't know it perfectly, that I'd find a way as much as a testament to them but also to my family and friends that, that I'd do that. And it, really, to be fair, it was about a three-year journey of going, what am I going to do? I went into executive coaching, and then I did that within the Navy. That was my last job in the Navy, and I loved that that space, and I studied business. I got a financial planning diploma, an advanced diploma in business. They all happened in three years post this incident, and then I thought, well, I love doing executive coaching, I love business, so why don't I do the two together? And that's where I am today. And I know I wake up every day going, this is what I was born to do. It'll evolve as every business will evolve over time, but this is what I was meant to do. And I love it. I love the challenge and I love the experience of working with people that are striving to be, to be their best. It really sounds like, I mean, it took such a devastating event to make you realise that you were destined to do, you know, something completely different and greater things and help so many people. So out of a very sad event, it really has been business owners and organisations benefit because now you're able to share your mentoring and business expertise with them so that you can help them take their businesses to the next level. Now, as you mentioned, I know your wife is almost in <laughs> (laughs) labor right now and you're just amazing to to give me some of your time for this interview but i think you need to to make sure that she's she's not in too much pain with the labor there's a baby coming soon what i might do though is just to finish off though jane Mm. 
Just on that last comment you said mm-hmm. there, I remember reading lots of books and hearing a lot of people and they had some tragic incident that mm-hmm. occurred to them or they had a really tough upbringing, the Oprah Winfrey type of story and they made good. It used to frustrate the hell out of me all my life up until sort of this incident. I go, I wish one of those things happened to me, then I could have an excuse to go off and do something amazing. You know, I'll do try my best and... So this, the incident wasn't, just to be clear, it, that was the thing, that did not change the course that I was on. I think if anyone's listening, think, oh, I need to wait for something to happen. Absolutely not. It was not the thing that made me do what I'm doing now. I would still do what I'm doing now, but what it did is it changed the time frame. It just went, you know what, I need to get serious about it. I've got to stop talking about it and I need to put in some action. So I think anyone who's listening goes, right, you know, time is money. You're going to have a friend of mine said to me, you know, if you start working in a job around 25, you retire at 60, you've got 40 years of working. And if it takes 10 years, so they say, to master something, to get to a place where you're really good at it, you know, the 10,000 hours or, you know, 10 years, then you've got kind of like four opportunities. And I did two of those opportunities in the military. Now, I believe I'm going to work well beyond 65, but it really may me think, you know what, time is to give my best energy and my best days of my life and where do I really want it to go? And it just meant the incident that occurred meant that I had no excuse anymore. And it was just, it was really, it was a wake up call to say, you know what, you were given us a chance, stop being a wuss bag and get out there and do it. You'll find your feet if you work hard enough, you find someone who's going to look, who's going to look after you as far as mentoring you, helping you, being prepared to invest in that. And and I believe anyone who has a dream of doing something different, like being a dentist and doing a business coach, you know, is, is a pretty big shift. In many ways, in many ways, it's not as well, um, particularly as a military background, there's about leadership. So I think that would be one thing that I would just say that it just be careful the time that we have. And time is not just money, but time is also your life. And so make it count because every single person can have an amazing career, be they work, and work for themselves or be they, be they working as an entrepreneurial employee uh, with another organisation. Mm, that's very inspirational words there, David. And you're right. It's, it's a matter of taking action. If you want to take control of your career or if you want to start a business venture or to become a successful entrepreneur, you've just got to get out there and do it. Thinking about it is, is important and preparation is important, but you've got to take action. Otherwise, nothing will happen. And so, David, if people are interested to find out more about you, can you tell us where they can find you? I will have everything on our show notes as well on Jane jacksoncoach.com but tell us the best place to find you yeah sure jane linkedin is my favorite tool of choice as far as connection so connect with me on linkedin i love that as a tool alternatively my website which is www.daviddugan.com if you go on there and you can also, uh, there'll be some links there you can click on but they're the two easiest and simplest ways to get a hold of me And you also have a special offer for our listeners if they are business leaders. So a special offer for business leaders who are looking to take their business to the next level. They can have a free one-on-one 15-minute chat with David Duggan on what you're experiencing as a challenge. And all you have to do is contact David and you mention this podcast, Jane Jackson Careers, and you can have a good chat with David. So thank you so much, David, for giving us your time and good luck with the birth of baby number three. (laughs) I'm sure that it'll be a a smooth and as pain 
free experience as possible and um, can't wait to hear about your new baby in due course. <laughs> thank you, Jane. Thank you very much. We're looking forward to it as well. So I'll be taking a bit of time out. So don't book the call the next couple of few weeks, but, <laughs> but otherwise it'll be good. And for the listeners now, I just want to say, if you've got anything in your mind about how you can do something better in your career, if I had to leave with this last comment, and that is you can do it. You really can do it. Put the effort in and make it happen and make your life the amazing masterpiece that you know it can be and you see other people do it. You can do it. Just go out there and smack it out of the park. Fantastic. Thank you so much, David. And we'll talk to you again soon. Pleasure. Thanks, Jane. Bye. Bye. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.